in this bulletin. The Prime Minister says a referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament will proceed. COVID fines amounting to millions of dollars withdrawn. And in sports, attention on FIFA's response after a human rights protester interrupts a World Cup game. With the latest SBS News, I'm Biwa Kwan. The National Party is facing criticism from First Nation advocates for its decision to oppose the plan to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament in the Constitution. The body would represent Indigenous Australians who are not politicians and it would give advice to government on policy impacting First Nations people. Guga Yimata man Noel Pearson, who played a key role in the Uluru Statement from the Heart, says it was premature of the party to oppose the plan outright rather than engage in discussion. He also questioned the influence on National Party policy of newly elected NT Senator and Walpuri woman Jacinta Price, saying it's disappointing the party's position has shifted so dramatically from previous conversations he's had with members of the party. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he's still confident in plans to hold a referendum on the issue before the next election. I'm determined to give Australians the opportunity uh, to advance reconciliation and what we've seen today uh, with the NBL is yet another sporting organisation coming on board. What we'll see is momentum. Uh, It is time that we recognise First Nations people in our constitution. Meanwhile, West Australian Nationals leader Mia Davies has criticised her federal counterparts for declaring they will oppose the Indigenous voice to Parliament. Miss Davies says her party will support the voice proposal put forward by the federal government. She says she was caught unaware by the announcement by David Littleproud on the federal National Party's position and said she would have liked to have had a discussion before the announcement. A new report has confirmed Australian workers with disabilities feel anxious about sharing this information with employers for fear it could result in discrimination. The APM group, which offers employment and disability job services for workers and employers, has compiled a report on disability inclusion attitudes and policies in the workplace. The report found 53% of Australian workers who have a disability are reluctant to share that information with employers. 30% of survey participants experienced negative consequences after disclosure and following a request for support in the workplace. The numbers are at odds with the finding that 82% of businesses want to build a workplace that is more welcoming for people with disabilities. 20-year-old Ben Johnston, who was born blind, says it's been an adjustment in his new traineeship in Sydney. A lot of the companies that I've worked for hadn't um, worked with someone with a disability, let alone a full vision impairment. Um, So that was a big, I guess, learning curve for everyone just to understand how I work um, on computers using screen readers and and stuff like that, and same thing with the phone. Um, So I guess a lot of that was, I guess, the biggest hurdle coming into it. APM has launched a new campaign called Dear Future Boss, which calls for the posting of encouraging messages on social media about the kind of workplaces people with disabilities would like to see. COVID-19 fines amounting to millions of dollars are being withdrawn by the New South Wales Revenue Agency. New South Wales Revenue says 33,121 fines will be withdrawn and the millions of dollars will be refunded to those who have already paid the fines. 
The announcement comes an hour after a landmark decision in the New South Wales Supreme Court, with Justice Dina Yehia telling the court she's ordering refunds to be given for two fines issued during last year's COVID-19 lockdowns. Justice Yehia accepted evidence that the fines were not valid because they did not include a sufficiently detailed description of the offences. And to sport in football, former Socceroo Craig Foster says the actions of a protester who invaded the pitch with a rainbow flag during the World Cup game between Portugal and Uruguay marks an important moment. The protester wore a T-shirt with Save Ukraine on the front and respect for Iranian women on the back. The decision to stage the World Cup in Qatar, where homosexuality is illegal, has been criticised by LGBTIQ groups. Before the tournament, FIFA wrote to all 32 competing teams to tell them to focus on the football. Craig Foster, a guest host and analyst on the SBS World Cup coverage team, says FIFA is being confronted on its approach to human rights issues. FIFA now is uh, taking this discretionary approach to Black Lives Matter or Ukraine advocacy and then that's okay, but LGBTI is not okay, for example. So the game's in quite a mess when it comes to athlete advocacy at the moment. And for that reason, a supporter had to take the responsibility to make a statement, and well done to him. Uh, he ran on the field and he didn't miss his opportunity because he basically had three. He had a rainbow flag, he had Save Ukraine, and on the back he had respect for Iranian women. And that's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. Newsroom.